0: Bow our heads for prayer. Gracious and loving Father, you place the sun and the moon and the stars into the heavens to mark the days, the seasons, and the years. And we, your people, have put together a church calendar a year to mark the days and the seasons of the the life of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, as we come to the last day of the church year, we are mindful that you have touched our lives with your grace and your mercy and that indeed your son our savior jesus rules as king of kings and lord of lords yet lord we also prepare not only to celebrate his birth but but we prepare for that time when he will come again and so lord we pray keep us focused on that which you have called us to do as your children living in this world, from here to that time when he comes again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is Christ the King Sunday, that last Sunday of the church year, and we know that indeed Christ will come again But as the gospel reminds us this morning, no one knows the day or the hour that that will take place. And so we are encouraged to keep watching and keep waiting to stay awake. Sometimes, and I just want to take a moment to clear this up, people look at the words here and they say, you know, what's going on here? Because it says this generation will not pass away until these things take place. And we forget sometimes that that word generation is something that can also be translated as peoples. And so these peoples, that is you and me, the human race, we are not going to pass away until Christ comes again. The generations continue. And so here we are, some 2,000 years later, wondering when Christ is going to come again. And just about every generation says it's going to happen now. And we've heard cases where people have literally sold their possessions, put on white robes, sat on their rooftops and said, here I am. And just about, I don't know, every few years in our own generation, we hear predictions that the end of the world is coming. Uh, what year was that when the Mayan calendar ended and we were all supposed to die? I can't quite remember. And then there was that radio preacher who said it was going to happen. And, you know, it, it, time and time again, well, when is Christ going to come? When's he going to come? When he's, ready. when he's ready. And that's the answer. In the fullness of time, when God is ready. And that's the repetition of what's happened before. Luke reminds us in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. So when the time is right, he will come again. So the question for us is in the meantime, what do we do? And our epistle lesson today from Jude, and by the way, Jude uh, is is a half-brother of Christ. He's a child of Joseph and Mary, and he writes one book of Scripture that has no chapters, only verses. really short. In fact, it's only 25 verses long. But he's the one who gives us what do we do while we wait. And he says it, But you, beloved, Building yourselves up in most holy faith. So the first thing we do is we keep building ourselves up in holy faith. How do we do that? We worship together. We study God's word. We grow in our understanding of who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is. Another way of putting this is we study for final exams. For when that time Christ will come again. We study so that we can give the answers to those who are searching for the truth. And he reminds us that we pray in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to pray in the Holy Spirit? It means that our prayers are deliberate and thoughtful. That we simply don't go through the motions, but rather that we take the time to actually go, okay, Lord, what would you have me to pray for? That we pay attention to the movement of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our lives. Have you ever been just sitting around thinking and all of a sudden someone that you haven't thought about in ages pops into your head? I believe that's a prompting from the Holy Spirit to pray for that individual. We may not know what's going on in their lives, but we pray. I love the fact that, and, and some of you know, uh, uh, Emory Post and Reader, who's now uh, uh, in heaven with Jesus, but he used to say, when he looked at the clock and he saw things like 111 or 222 or 333, he always took that as a sign from the Holy Spirit to pray. But You can find whatever things you want to that remind you to pray, but it's being open to prayer, not just the come Lord Jesus, or the now I lay me down to sleep, but literally becoming a person of prayer and praying for people and for situations. Praying for one another. Praying for God's will to be done in the lives of people. Praying for people you know who are so far from Jesus Christ that we would, in our humanness, say there's no hope for them to be saved. But we pray for them. That the power of God's Spirit would soften their hearts and open them to the message of the Gospel. To pray in the Holy Spirit is to pray in the work of Jesus Christ. Not our work. his work and then he encourages us to also remain in the love of God to remain in God to remain in the whole promises of God to be steadfast in who we are to not be swayed by the things of this world and to look around at the storms of life and be discouraged but rather to know that God is real and working I like to think of this as being the Peters walking on the water with our eyes fixed on Jesus and not on the storms around. Remain in God. No matter what life brings our way. And waiting. Always Waiting. I love the season of Advent as that expectation for the celebration of the birth of our Savior grows. It's taking the time for those of us who are older to remember back to when we were children and how long it took for Christmas to come. It seemed like forever. Forever. I remember in our family having one of those advent calendars and you opened up one of those windows to read a verse and I kept counting how many windows we had to go through till we finally got to Christmas. It's like when you're older and you're expecting your first child, that nine months seems like 16 years. And then after they're born, that 16 years seems like nine months, which tells us the time, our own understanding, really isn't constant. In the fullness of time, God will send Christ again into our world. And in the meantime, we cling to his promises and we grow in his word and in our faith. And we develop that prayer life so that we are equipped. So that we are equipped to bring his mercy to this world. Because that's what Christ was all about. It's all about bringing mercy. We remember the story of the adulterous woman. The law says stone her. Kill her for her sin. You know where I always kind of troubled with this story is? They haul her out. Where's the guy? And Jesus has mercy on her. And Jesus has had mercy on each and every one of us because we too have transgressed, we've broken the law, and we deserve to be put to death. But like the adulterous woman here, we cling to Jesus and we know his love and his forgiveness. And it is the task that he has laid upon us to share that mercy with the world around us, to share it in word and in deed to show mercy to those who are less fortunate, to work through things like God cares about you to impact the lives of people in poverty, to work through the different missions and ministries of this world to bring care to those who have suffered from horrible disasters like hurricanes and fires. Show mercy to the coworker. Who was laid off while well, we were fortunate enough to keep our job to show mercy to the one who moves from a sinful lifestyle into God's word and grace. To build one another up in the love of Christ, to help one another to see Christ more clearly, to have mercy on those who doubt and to lead them into faith by the power of the Holy Spirit working through the Word. In other words, as Jude reminds us, to snatch people out of the fire. Because that's exactly where people who do not know Jesus Christ are heading. To snatch them out of the hands of the devil with the wonderful saving gospel of Jesus Christ. And in the face of a world that continues to run away from the truth to help them to see the truth more clearly. That's the task before us as his children here in this place. To not simply remain comfortable in who we are as God's people at Christ Lutheran Church, but again to extend the reach of the gospel beyond these walls and into the neighborhoods and the community around us. Not so that we can grow, although that might be a byproduct, but so that people know Jesus and his love for them that they can see clearly a king of kings who died on a cross for their sins, who wore that crown of thorns, and who went through all of it because of his incredible love. His love for you and me for all generations for all people now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. Those words of encouragement remind us that we live every day with our eyes focused on who's in charge. Then the world, as as the old phrase goes, seems to be going to hell in a handbasket that we look to the wonderful image of Christ our Savior. That we see God in His glory and that we understand that we are called into this world not simply to endure it until we go to heaven, but to impact it. With all of the power and might and majesty and strength and glory of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, He indeed is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And that is true not only for creation and for our world, it's true for our lives as well, that He is the, the, the beginning of our lives that he's the power and strength of our lives, and that we live in his promises. And that he is also there when our lives in this world come to an end. And in the meantime, we live for him, no longer for the world or for ourselves. And so my encouragement, as we move to a season that makes it a little bit easier for us to publicly witness and to say the words as we move into this this wonderful Advent season with great expectation, is that we all take the time to share the wonderful message of the Christ who is born for each and every person and for us. He truly is the message that we proclaim in word and in deed. Stay awake. Watch. Watch for the opportunities to share Christ, for he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he reigns forever and ever. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds on the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.